and welcome everyone this is now another exciting episode of the army of smartness podcast i am your co-host ryan and with me as always the man with the plan the man of the hour two 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 sweet to be sour mr jd jd how you be it's over ryan it's over it's all over yeah i ordered a um from fanatics.com i ordered a wwe championship belt with uh georgia side plates after the uh national championship win this i'm talking about the most recent one not the one last year but the one this year um no, i get those confused yeah it, it's it's there's so many um it's been delayed 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 denied 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 finally today they they tapped out they threw in the flag they canceled my order and refunded my money well they will in the next seven to ten business days um so ryan i i'm i hate to say there will not be in WWE championship belt to sit alongside my uh intergalactic catch-up weight belt with the with the Braves World Series side plates. So I, I feel like I've let you all down. And I want to say that I'm sorry, but it was through no fault of my own. I'm sorry. I love you. I I'm sorry. Thank you, Good. Sean. Good night. Um I did, however, to coincide with my WWE uh, U.S. title that I got last year when we won the first of the two national titles back to back. Um, I did pair that with a nice uh, WCW U.S. title, so that should be here directly. So uh, okay. it will not go unmemorialized. So if we can if we can make it to three, Ryan, then I'm going to get the new U.S. title next year. So make it one, two, three. The German three. I like it. That was good. The German three. You know, um, I never knew that that was a thing until Unglorious Bastards. Neither did I. No one did. And then it might, in fact, be made up. I have no idea. I have no way of confirming that. Um, so, well, in a nutshell, like, long story aren't short. are you a part of the German-friendly society? Yeah, but we were looking for another guy that speaks German. But I mean, a guy that speaks German. Because our other guy that spoke German is dead now. Um, well, so in peace, Franz. Well, his name is Andy, but yeah, he's a hell of a nice guy. Uh, but he spoke German. We've got one other guy that shows up occasionally that speaks German. I'm um, looking for some German speakers. Uh, actually, I got a line on one from my church. While not actually German, he, I believe he, he was he was raised there as a military kid. So he does speak German. Uh, and according to me, that's going to be good enough. He's getting in. So hmm. that's a long-winded way of saying, I'm all right, Ryan. How about yourself? I'm good. Did a bit uh, of traveling over the weekend. Uh, traveling man made a lot of stops all over the world. Yeah, in every uh, port you own the heart of at least one lovely girl. Had that made right? a uh, made a lovely pilgrimage to our, the uh, lovely town known as Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll be of, passing through there myself this summer. Home of uh, well, many things. Home of a lot of traffic. Louisville home Slugger. Of, <laughs> the Louisville Slugger. Uh, various uh distilleries the kentucky derby and the kentucky derby uh so and of course yeah. james e cornett himself uh, james m cornett aka james e cornett um, mark is actually his real middle name <laughs> no kidding yeah that's ironic isn't it <laughs> yeah that's uh but anyways he apparently he got the james e from barnett but, uh, yeah, I think people just started calling him that because of James E. Barnett, Jimsy. 
Um, and actually, he tells the story of people thinking that, that was, in fact, his middle initial when it was. I knew it wasn't actually E, but I didn't know what it was. I'm not a creep looking up people's personal information. Um, <clears throat> so that having been said, how was Louisville? How was your visit to Castle Cornet? Uh, I did not visit Castle Cornet. I thought about riding by just because I wanted to get a peek at his fence and see <laughs> see what see what, what the Mustang it, did to it, what shape it was in. But uh, I also that poor fence want, been through a lot. Also, don't want the police called on me, so I uh, just I just decided mm -hmm. to stay away from there. Uh, we obviously, along with uh, about six of my friends, we went to Churchill Downs and partook. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, partook. And mm -hmm. uh, a, a viewing of the Kentucky Derby from the Kentucky Derby. So, Do you have any um, any money down on Mage? I did not. I did mm -hmm. not. Uh, and nobody in my crew did. So, um, yeah, we we completely lost our ass. But, <laughs> but well, that, you know, they didn't pay for that facility with uh, winnings. Yeah, it's. Uh, it is an interesting experience. Um, had a hell of a lot of fun. And honestly, if I don't see another mint julep in, in 10 years, it will be far too soon. Um, honestly, just not the biggest fan of mint juleps. They're, they're okay. They're, they're, you know, they're fine. It's, um, it yeah, is definitely fine. a once a year thing for me. Um, mm -hmm. as far as the mint julep is concerned, now, they do make a lily that is uh vodka lemonade and some raspberries and that's something, something else, but that's very nice, very refreshing on a, I just think it's about 78. So it was just teetering on sweating. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but yeah, um, saw that we actually went to Texas roadhouse afterwards and, uh, we chose the farthest one away from the, uh, the traditional meal of the Kentucky Derby, I believe. Oh uh, yes. Uh, funny thing is, we kept uh, flipping coins between uh, Texas Roadhouse and uh, going to get pizza afterwards. Pizza kept winning, but we kept flipping until we. Kept, well, you know what that Roadhouse. means? That means you want Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're dealing with women, it's kind of. Oh no! Then if they're anything like my bride, my lovely bride, she has no idea where she doesn't. Where she wants to eat, she just knows where she doesn't want to eat, but not until it's suggested. Yeah, there you go. Well, um, but yeah, other than that, we by the way, I think Texas Roadhouse might have been just as much fun, if not more fun, than the Derby itself. How many horses are showing there? Uh, well, we had a couple of horses' asses at the table, there you so go. um, counting that, you, yeah, but uh, particularly my two friends, they uh, actually ended up, um. The waitress ended up putting some signs on them. Uh, one asks, uh, what is a blowjob? And another one says, well, I'm not gay, but $20 is $20. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Our waitress mm -hmm. put that on them. So, um, Well, she was uh, gunning for that $20 tip. Well, I think where we messed up is that she told us that she was a former truck driver. Um, Large Marge, huh? That is the first thing I said. When she yeah. said that, because okay. actually she did kind of look like Large March from okay. Pee Wee Herman. And uh, anyway, she was she couldn't be she could not have been nicer. Very sweet lady, but she uh, yeah, she's a truck driver. So 
My, my question is, and I didn't think about this until after we left. I said, what, why is she no longer a truck driver? What happened? Like what, what could you have possibly done to no longer? Man, CDLs are easy to lose, brother. Let me just tell you, CDLs, they don't play. Just one drug, um, yeah, drug test, basically. Yeah. Um, but anywho, so yeah, that was fun. Uh, I, if, if I do this again next year, I will not be driving, uh, mm-hmm. as I did this year. Um, mm-hmm. that drive is miserable. Um, particularly when you get up into Chattanooga, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about Chattanooga, but they need to fix that shit. The Tennessee people. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And, uh, and guys, I've been to rock city. You don't need to see it. You've seen uh, it? Yeah. No. I've and it. I've been Fine. to Ruby Falls. It's a, uh, it's a huge waste of money. Um, it is an underground waterfall that is probably, it, it might as well just be a, a garden hose at the top because it's not very big. But they do go out of their way to scam you into that. So, um, but anyways, speaking of scams, follow us on Twitter. Follow us yes, on Facebook at Army of Smartness. Enter your personal course, information. And, of course, give us that uh, email at armyofsmartness at gmail.com. Of course, today our topic is uh, theme songs, entrance themes, whatever you want to call them, entrance music amongst the talent, amongst the wrestlers, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh what's what are your favorites what do you like what do you don't like uh what um perhaps is underrated it's just going to be a freewheeling discussion here obviously with uh licensing issues unfortunately i cannot play them uh yeah what do you, what do you think this is 1995 ecw come on we will be sure and give you a nice little playlist uh on our socials so but before we get in there let's crack into some headlines aew has officially, according to Tony Khan, has sold mm-hmm. over 60,000 tickets uh, at Wembley Stadium for August, and they have not even announced a match yet. Um, as a point of reference, Clash Castle, the announced crowd there was a little over 62,000. I don't think it was 62,000. I think it was probably closer to 45 or 50, but I don't know. Well, we weren't there, but WWE does have a tendency of counting everyone who is in the building, meaning people who work there, people, bums who fell asleep in the rafters, people crossing the street in front of the building, uh, you know, all that sort of the wrestlers themselves. I mean, WWE brings about a thousand people with them, don't they? So, um, yeah, they count all of those folks as being, quote, in attendance. So now on the tax forms, maybe a little bit different story, but uh, for, for record purposes, uh, they, they tend to, if you've got a heartbeat and you are within a square, you know, a square mile of the arena, you you were, you were there. Yes. Um, but what do you make of the uh, 60,000 and AEW Wembley? I, I think some of this has got to be because it's their first show, right? Yeah, I mean, some of it's novelty. I don't want to take anything away from them. Good for them, man. I'm glad. While I am not always the best, the biggest fan of AEW's product, I want wrestling to do well. I want there to be more wrestling than less wrestling. Uh, So, you know, 
this news is good news. I'm glad they sold this much. To your point, I think a lot of it is probably, you know, um, driven by the fact that it's it's novel uh, in, in the UK. They've their, their first show over there. Um, yeah, I think we'll talk about at Backwash, uh, Puerto Rico. The crowd was absolutely incredible from everything I've seen. That doesn't mean they need to do every pay-per-view in Puerto Rico because there might probably be some diminishing returns there. Um, I hope that this is a very successful show for AEW. I hope they get to go back and sell out even more. Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, uh, like you said, more wrestling, the better, um, even if it's bad. If yeah. and if it's bad, it's good. Um, well, if it's good, heartfelt crap, then yes, I, I can still enjoy that. But bad, just bad on purpose, is not great. But what an impression this will make, though, if they mm-hmm. outsell WWE's record in there. Was Ca- Clash of the Castle was that their record? No, uh, SummerSlam is going to be SummerSlam '92, which I believe was over eighty. Um. That'll be that, impressive. That's that's in well within their reach at this point. Yeah, uh, no, they're that, within striking distance of that. If that sixty thousand number is correct, which I, I mean, I, if you're Tony Khan, you don't say that unless you actually have it. I don't know. I mean, um, he certainly took that one uh, ESPN guy to task. They were suggesting it was set up for forty. Yeah, he had pretty. He had one very nice uh, response, and then one that. <laughs> Yeah, Perhaps. he had one before the Adderall and one after. Um, Adderall, that's what we're going to call it. Okay. Yeah, we'll call it Adderall. It's probably prescribed by a doctor and used under doctor's care, so nothing nothing, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, well, um, yeah, whatever, Tony. Have fun. Uh, it's, your, it's your baby. It's your toy. We're just living in it, brother. Listen, you know, I have had a, an epiphany. And I said, what about breakfast at Epiphanies um, about AEW? You know, there are other podcasts, wonderful podcasts uh, that will spend hours on end breaking down quarterly hour, quarter hour ratings uh, of AEW and more scintillating content I cannot imagine. But I don't think it matters. You know, we talk about WWE and and have for a long time as being played to an audience of one. Uh, Vince McMahon being that that one. AEW is absolutely an audience of one. It's what Tony it's Tony Khan's action figures and what's he, what he wants to do with them. It doesn't matter if they're hemorrhaging viewers, and it may it doesn't matter that it may literally become an audience of one at this rate. Um, it, it doesn't matter if the, if the thing makes any money. It's what he throws his money into. It's what he wants to do. God bless him. I'm glad he's there to give people jobs in the industry um, and, and provide some wrestling content for those who, who want it. I don't think you can look at it as a normal promotion, like a normal business, something that needs to make money in order to stay afloat. He will float it for as long as it needs to happen. So as long as he wants to, it's I think AEW is going to be around in some form or fashion. So – Good for him, man. Good for him. Yeah. Um. Hey, man, if he's having fun, good for him. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's the, good. And the, and the, it doesn't the, matter if it makes any kind of logical sense. It doesn't matter if you know Orange Cassidy's gimmick should have been done after the second match. It doesn't matter. None of that is important. Tony likes it, so it's going to stay. Yeah. 
Hey, good for you, man. Whatever. Um, anyways, the WCW stage did not fund. We're talking, of course, about the Mattel Creations crowdfunding project. I blame the, you. Of that super, super sweet. Hey, I'm not the one that dropped that $500 on that uh, belt that didn't ship. You could have had you another it, one. It was refunded, and I still backed this. So, you know, I'm not going to get two of them. Why not? Because I don't have, I literally don't have room for two of them. Well, you can always sell it. But then why the why don't I just keep my money? I can't sell money. anything if it didn't fund. But but you know, let, let's 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 post mortem this thing. Well, see, here's, why here's, do you think it didn't work? Talk to me, Goose. Price point, four hundred bucks. Is I think it's just price point. Now, do you think the stage plus a ring would have sold at four hundred? No, I think it's because there wasn't a ring. No. Okay. So. Uh, no, or at least what, ring what the I, skirts for the existing rings. I mean, let, let, let's face it. Out of out of the four or five figures that they had, we really only wanted one. Um, Incorrect. That, I, that, I wanted two. I wanted the DDP and the Steiner. Eh, maybe the DDP, but well, I, I think I what, this is a wake up call. This will all be worth it if it's a wake up call for W for Mattel that we don't need any more GD Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior Ultimates. We got them. We got, dude, if you want one, you got it already. Leave yeah. them alone. Why was Booker T not in this? Yeah, you know, I understand Sting not being it because he's, you know, under contract to AEW. Where, where is, you know, where's Conan? Where's Buff Bagwell? The guys that we don't have any figures of. I mean, give me flat top, you know, high top fade and mustache Booker T, baby. That would have been funded in a minute. Yeah. I just and, and I and I know why they did it. I mean, they're looking at their best-selling figures, and their best-selling figures are Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, and Rey Mysterio because they've made thousands of them. They make a they, bunch of them, yeah. And they and they have, and and let's face it, they're never peg warming. You know? Right. Well, and you know, Ultimate Warrior and Rey Mysterio in particular are, um, I believe, the word is very toyetic because they had so many different outfits and different you know, um, approaches to their gimmick at various events. Like you can say, oh, that Ultimate Warrior is from WrestleMania 6. That Ultimate Warrior is from SummerSlam 90. You know, like they look different because he had a different approach every time. Macho Man also to a little bit lesser extent. Um, but Hulk Hogan, for the most part, had the same crap for long stretches at a time. So I, I think we, we can be done with Hulks. And the one iteration... That we don't have that I want is the 96 bash at the beach. Literally. No, if, if I, I want the, uh, the all black Hogan, the random, like before NWO, when he dressed in black and set fire to the wrestling observer Hogan, that's the one I want. Yeah, the, or the, the, one. the one in the, um, the dungeon of doom. It's not, hot. Yeah. it's not hot. That's what I want. Yeah. Well, you, you've got the, it's not hot. Uh, cause it's literally like any Hulk Hogan, but yeah. Um, give me bash at the beach. And I think you can pretty much be done with those. I, I don't, I can't think of anything else. I mean, my God, we have paintball <laughs> Hulk Hogan, which Listen, is cool. I, I think the I've, pinnacle, a, I've asked for that one. I want that one. The pinnacle of the Hulk Hogan, uh, ultimate line, excuse me, was when, uh, they did, I think it was WrestleMania six Hogan. When they had the Coke, the Coke Hogan 
like the the bugged out eyeballs and the face and like yeah. as my wife and I affectionately refer to it as Coke Hogan. That was as good as it's going to get. That's fantastic. Now, for the both of our listeners that really enjoy uh, action figure talk, which I'm referring, of course, to me and you, um, this has been great. But maybe we should move on to something else for people who have uh, lives. Well, yes, WCW stage, we hardly knew ye. Hopefully we'll get to know ye later. Well, uh, backlash happened over the weekend, and obviously I was in Kentucky uh, watching horses run around in circles. Uh, so I didn't get to, I still have not sat down to watch it. I actually did watch Raw last night, however. Um, so I guess oh, I probably should have watched Bosch. Uh, oh, it was pretty good. Uh, Cody will not be in the title mix at Night of Champions. Well, good, because he can't be. He can't win the assistant to the regional manager title. Can't win. He cannot win this made-up consolation prize. It's not made-up. It's a replacement. But anyways. It's the, it's our current champion can't be beat, so here's something for you losers to fight over. And that's what it is. Well, it's just, you know, we, we got a part-timer holding the other one, so. Then take them off him. You, it's not like you didn't have a tremendous opportunity at WrestleMania to take those belts off of them and avoid this exact problem. What the French toast? Shut the front door, WWE. JD, I've had a pretty good past couple of days. I'm not going to mess it up by talking about WrestleMania again. Okay. I'm just uh, saying that there's so many ways to do not this. So And not have this new belt come off as an also-ran bullshit consolation prize. And also... Uh, it's Cody a beautiful will... belt, though. I've, I've seen more up-close pictures of it. It looks great. Yeah, very nice. I like it a lot. With the eagle, the WWE eagle top, got the lion down at the bottom. That looks really cool. I do really like the design of this belt. Yeah, and uh, so anyways, uh, it looks like it's going to be another match between him and Brock at Night of Champions. Well, that's uh, not getting old. I believe that this is going to be Saudi Arabia. Oh, come on. They've had one match. Two matches. Uh, they had Backwash and Raw. Well, they... That was no match on Raw. It just says right here, it lost on Raw after Brock. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, I misread that. After Brock interference. I didn't watch Raw because I didn't want to. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, so that's going on. Um, Who did he lose to on Raw? Uh, Seth Rollins. That was it. Well, it was a, it was a triple threat between them. Yeah. And- them and Miz, so you know Miz is going to get the fall. Well, you would thought Miz would have been there to take the loss. Did, did Cody actually take the pin? No, 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 Miz did. Okay, thank God. Okay, because then he would have been, and to use a Jim Cornetteism, deader than four o'clock. I mean, he might as well just not ever have Cody Rhodes ever again if he had lost that match, like taking the pin, lose that match. Yeah, well. Why do they hate him so much? Jesus. So that happened, and – um also, I mean, I gave Dominic a shout-out last go-round. I'm going to give him a shout-out again, dude. Dude's got but some not. heat. I mean, it's heat. overused, but chef's kiss. My God, Dominic Mysterio. And again, I, every time we talk about it, I got to say it. You were right. I was wrong. This is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Liking, liking, liking it. Well, um, it's something like a phenomenon. I'll put it that way. Yeah, the funny part is there was a match between Rhea Ripley and I believe it was Dana Brooke. Oh. Uh, and so, I mean, you know, 
how that's going to end. And uh, so Rhea puts in a um, Dana must pose spell. Yeah, puts in her uh, submission, the Riptide, and uh, you know she she goes over and then puts puts uh, Dana in the submission again. Then next thing you know, uh, Natty's uh, music hits. Um, and that's when oh, I texted you the the other night. So I was like, she's kind of like the Undertaker. I kind of see that, but anyways. Uh, to which I disagreed because uh, uh, Natty's character is not dead, and Natty has also, uh, or excuse me, Undertaker was used well, I believe, were my uh, my rebuttals to your your statement there. Well, anyways, um, so yeah, the funny part is is that while Rhea has this submission locked in, this is after the bell, trying to break it up. Natty is just uh, walking down to the ring. Just walking. Hey, like, she's getting up there. Uh, people our age, we can't hustle like we used come, to. Coming out okay. there to uh, make the save, and she walks all the way down. <laughs> and uh, Corey, even Corey Gray says, well, "I'm glad she's not in a rush tonight." Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, I, I was like, "I'm glad I'm not the only one that sees this." So, but I don't know. Uh, and and I want to I want to back this up a little bit. Talk about Natty. Please, I wish you would. So this love is talking where, about that. Love, love some Natty Neidhart. Let's go. So this is where I'm coming from when I when I compare Natalia. We keep. I, I'm just going to call her Natty. That's yeah, fine. It's also my dog's name, but we won't, we won't uh, belabor uh, that point. Well, to get her the day after we won our second. I just want to point this out: not the first, but the second of our back-to-back national championship. So, hence the name Natty. Well, so. Natty Neidhart, of course, who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonderful woman. We're very. I compare. Of. I compare her to the Undertaker at this point because, she, well, first of all, she's the longest tenured one there that I'm aware of. I, I'm trying to think. I of know something. Ivory might still be on the payroll. They might never cut her. I don't know. No, the one that's actually still useful. Um. What about Tori? About other Tori, not Tori Wilson. The other one. No one ever talks about her. She's an unsung hero from DX. Yeah, DX Tori. You know what I'm talking about. I liked her. She was cool. Okay, so moving on. Uh, never mind. We'll just go straight into the theme songs. Um, no, I'm sorry. Talk about Natty. Say, say your Natty thing. Well, here here's the reason that I say this is because she's been there the longest. She's, I would assume, has built up some sort of goodwill with the company to have hung, to have hung around as long as she has. Seems to always be there when the company needs her and doesn't appear to have a whole lot of heat or complain too much behind the behind the scenes. So that's why I kind of say that she is the undertaker for the women. Uh, no, she's not dead. No, she didn't do this. Any other. No, no, no. She's been there long. She's the veteran, uh, the steady hand, if you will. And, Let me ask you this. Un- and, ask unlike, you- and unlike The Undertaker, she can make bad wrestlers look good. I was going to say, let's hear it. Who's, who's your poster child for that? Who, who, what bad wrestler did she make good? Uh, Carmella. Uh, <laughs> did she make her look good? Yeah, made her look good. Ronda Rousey, that's another one. Uh, Rousey's not bad. She's just not, she's she's not good, good, but I wouldn't give her, like, bad, bad. Well, you know, after about three years, I stopped saying, oh, okay, well, she doesn't know what she's doing. After three years, you need to improve 
and it's, she's the same. So now I'll say, you know, Rhonda, whenever she first got on the scene, she was moving way better than any other rookie that you'd ever seen. Well, she's an actual but, athlete. So, yeah. Well, yeah. But at this point, uh, honeymoon's over. So. Oh, yeah. I think they've they've had a baby, haven't they? Honeymoon, honeymoon's long over. Yeah. Thank you for understanding what I'm saying. Um, You're welcome, pal. But anyways, so, yeah, thoughts on Natty, other than she's not dead and uh i love that yeah you know, no i think she is an underutilized um i hate to call people peace i mean she's an under underutilized piece of talent um i think she should have been in a more uh upfront role the last 10 years or so but she kind of wanes like there are periods where i forget that she's still with the company just because they don't use her that often but she can get to your point. She can get a bad ma- a bad match, a good match out of less than talent, um, and she is everything you want in, in a worker. Um, Particularly, I, mean, I don't want to say just for a woman, but for anybody, she she's what you want out of a worker. She looks like an athlete. She, you know, works. I don't want to say like a natural because she. I don't want to denigrate the hard work that she's put into it. I can't say enough nice things about Nanny Nightheart. Um, so, you know, I am very much in her camp. I'm glad to see her uh, getting any kind of recognition that, that she most richly deserves. So if you want to call her the Undertaker of the Women, sure, that's a, a wonderful compliment to give anybody. So except for maybe Santina Morella, uh wouldn't be that great of a compliment for her. But, Santina? Um, Santina, yeah. Santina. But, yeah, no, uh, Natty, big fan. Big, big fan. Well, I mean, if it's not Undertaker, I mean, I get what else he's calling Bret Hart, maybe. Hmm. No, I well, that's right. That's a little on the nose, isn't it? Um, I guess Jim Neidhart would be on the nose, but so yeah, let's move on to entrance music, entrance themes, Titantrons, if you will. Who has well, well, let's let's uh, JD, let's break this down just a little bit. When we talk about entrance themes, what makes a good entrance theme for a talent to you? Well, you know, um, I have to say that we, we talk about being, um, uh, you know, supremely unqualified to talk about wrestling. So I'm even more uniquely unqualified to talk about music. Um, but here I am, I'm going to combine the two and talk about music and wrestling. I think you've got to kind of capture the essence of the character. It's got to be something you want to listen to, first of all. I mean, you know, well, I th- I th- maybe I take that back. Because the right to censor, you don't want to listen to that. But damn if that didn't ca- uh, capture the essence of the characters there. That uh, just screaming uh, siren, you know, fire alarm sound. Um, eh, God, it was awful. But it perfectly, you know, encapsulated the characters. I think you want something like a, uh, like an Ultimate Warrior theme, that frenetic uh, pace, you know, that energy. As I told Abby when we were when we were diving down this rabbit hole, that is music to shake a rope by. Let me tell you, um, it is uh, the Ultimate Warrior's theme. So that, and also, um, it, to me, there's really nothing more iconic than Stone Cold with the glass shattering. You know, when you hear the glass, that's your ass. Uh, because you know during during the Attitude Era during that Stone Cold uh, primary his primary run there he did a lot of run-ins 
right? So it's amazing to me that they were able to make a make a theme song that was perfect for the run-in era, if I can say that. Because as soon as that glass hit, you knew what was happening. You knew who was coming, and you knew the ass-whipping they are about to hand out. So I think you want to merge the whether it's an existing song or, or a, a new product, and we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, uh, you've just got to kind of merge it with the character themselves. What say you, Ryan? You know, well, let's uh, back it up just a little bit as sure. far as the WWF is concerned, which is, um, uh, I mean, obviously they weren't the first ones to do music uh, for an entrance, but they're definitely the ones that took it to to the next level. Certainly. Um, and the person that they have to thank for pretty much all of that is Jim Johnston. Uh, An awful was, lot of it, yes. He uh, he was the composer uh, for WWE for, what, since 84 at least. Um, all through, out, until, up until, I guess, uh, a few years ago when he uh, was uh, laid off. Which I unceremoniously still, to hear him which tell I still it. don't understand but um by the way i I've, i heard uh conversation with conrad only i did yeah i listened to that as well jim is a weird guy yeah um, it, he's really not a whole lot of fun to listen to he's real touchy real real touchy he, he's uh he's kind of uh, he's Kind of like, uh, kind of like Molman on The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, okay. That was the best <laughs> ride I ever had. Uh, you know, I, I'm attributing a lot of that to he has some hurt feelings about how it ended uh, with WWE. So you know, I think that is coming through in that interview. Well, um, and the odd thing about Jim is that he does not. Um, he he. He doesn't. He can't collaborate with other people. When other people enter a room, because he's very much a reserved person, he's very quiet. Um, he sort of just tenses up and doesn't say anything. So, when you hear the arrangements put together, especially on these eighties, uh, nineties, uh, early two thousands, you know, all throughout the, um, I think it was twenty seventeen or so, whenever he was finally let go. Um, he put them all together himself. I mean, mm-hmm. really. And uh, any any time like that he, he had to bring the work that way, yeah. And it really comes across in his interviews. He doesn't seem to be too too comfortable talking uh, talking about it. But um, yeah. So, um, but one thing that he was able to do, he was able to take a couple of thoughts from Vince, a couple of thoughts from the talent and uh, take a look at the talent. And there's that one scene, I believe it's in Beyond the Mat, uh, where they actually talk to Jim, mm-hmm. very short. I want to say it's probably maybe that, a yeah. one-minute one clip in there. And uh, he, he talks about what goes into a theme. And one that he talks about, which I, I'm putting on my Mount Rushmore themes, and that's Vader's. Hmm. Uh, because it embodies who Vader is. And, you know, he's walking the big mass on two, 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 doom, doom, doom. And, 
you know, he talks about how he doesn't really talk about it. He just shows you what goes on in his head. Um, so, uh, but, but more to your point, it really has to fit. The character has to fit, um, you know, if you can get the, the guy talking in the song, I suppose. Or get him time. to sing. Well, get him to sing it. Or they can sing it. Like Shawn Michaels, which I, I was of the opinion, uh, my buddies and I in, in, in college, we had developed the theory that all wrestlers should be required to sing their theme songs. This is back before uh, Chris Benoit murdered his entire family. Uh, and so we would joke around, uh, you know, Chris Benoit having to do his own theme song. Like, dur, 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 dur. Anyway, it Kill my family. <laughs> well, you know, the, we would say, Chris Benoit, Wolverine. But yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, there, there are a lot of broad categories of these theme songs. And, you know, they're the ones that are real songs. So, you know, Voodoo Child for uh, Hulk Hogan is, is in the NWO. Basically, everybody in ECW back in the day when they said, I don't care, <laughs> we don't need no stinking royalties. Um, you know, and those are, I don't want to say they're cheating, but if you're having a talent select a song, I mean, then, yeah, it's going to fit like a hand in glove. I mean, CM Punk with per- Cult of Personality, there's not a better fit of, of character and, and theme, really. Um, so, yeah, that, I don't want to say that's cheating, but it's pretty close to cheating. I'm more impressed, I, sh- I guess I should say, by a Jim Johnston, by a Jimmy Hart, uh, you know, helping develop a new song, or in Jimmy Hart's case, a very similar but legally distinct from version. And going back and look at some of these, um, I was surprised how many there were. I because Everyone thinks of DDPs, right? Because um, that is very specifically not Smells Like Teen Spirit. But it's very specifically close. Um, I kind of forgot, huh? That smells like Teen Spirit, but backwards. I don't know. I, I'm not musically inclined enough to know exactly how he changed it. It's it's enough to, I guess, defeat any um, any copyright claim. But then also you had uh, Raven had uh, Come As You Are uh, or a knockoff of Come As You Are, which to me was interesting because Chris Jericho had the Jimmy Hart version of Even Flow. So why does Raven have even flow? He has the even flow DDT. Why is this? I don't understand what's happening here. But yeah, um, yeah, it's just to me that's kind of classic WCW. They were copying somebody else. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they did that all prior to the NWO. Uh, they would do that even somewhat after the NWO. They were copying what other people had done. Um, so I, I think some of those entrance music are very fitting and of course you have the iconic uh classic american males theme song the american males the american males american males the american males the american American males the american males it's so bad i love it so much it's so terrible also a jimmy hart song um which yeah i mean i guess you could really start you know we we say that um we, we say that Jim Johnston did most of the, and, and he did, but Jimmy Hart wrote a good bit of those as well. Sure. Um, Jimmy Hart, of course, a, uh, I believe a gold selling uh, artist himself. Yeah. With um, keep on dancing. The, um, the gentries. I, the believe, gentries. I was, was like, I was, I was going to say, I was going to be like the MacGyvers. <laughs> no, it's not that. Yeah. The gentries. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Hart had a chart topper in, in the sixties with keep on dancing. 
Um, but also, you know, I don't know that this is true, but it has been said and it gets attributed to him that Michael P.S. Hayes and the Freebirds really started the rock entrance, you know, the entrance music in wrestling. Um, you know, the, the, I don't know, I guess back in the uh, day, Gorgeous, gorgeous the George, Gorgeous George had pop and circumstance back when he was wrestling. Right. Yeah. But was that every time though? I don't know. Or was it just for big shows? Uh, I mean, I'm sure that he they wrestled in places where they couldn't play anything. Right. But, well, uh, I mean, Jim Cornette talks about you know they would just play tapes that he had you know over the loudspeaker, right? So it wasn't necessarily a sophisticated um, setup a lot of times. But for the modern era of wrestling, Michael Hayes and and the Freebirds get a lot of credit and deserve a lot of credit for uh, putting, you know, entrance music for everybody. Um, yeah, their iconic Bad Street Atlanta GA, which is a great wrestling. <laughs> it's just fun. <laughs> I love it. Then there's also the ill-fated I'm a free bird, what's your excuse, which it's just bad. It's just really bad. It's just really, 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 really bad. Gonna kick as your... good as Bad Street is, I'm a free bird, what's your excuse, is probably equally bad. Had a heck of a future, a hell of a past. Yeah, no, no, we're not, we're not doing this. We're not doing that right now. Well, um, the sad part is, is that they get, they try to sing that damn song at at their, at their uh, Hall of Fame induction. Which one? <sighs> um, wait, did did they do Bad Street? I want to say it was. They should have done free- Bad Street. They uh, don't need to do free birth. I think no one is thinking of that when they say, well, like, I need, you, I need to go back that. and I need to go back and watch it because I think that they came out to bad street and left bad street, but there was a point there where they stopped in the middle of uh, their, their little speech. And then I think they want to say, I want to say that they played, I'm a free bird. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I no, well, I don't you, need, I don't need to go back and watch it. Now that well, no, it, you but, don't need to do that. Um, Please spare yourself that time and, and energy. Uh, but you, know, you get a lot of sort of sound alikes. I mean, that's, everyone calls it the Jimmy Hart version because that was very prevalent when he was in WCW. But I mean, it's continued up through um, the WWE. I mean, look at Mark Henry's theme. It's like, somebody's going to get their ass kicked. Somebody's I was about to say, sexual chocolate? But, no, no, no. I mean, like, how is that not supposed to be? Move, bitch, get out the way. Get out the way, bitch, get out the way. I mean, it sounds exactly the same to me. So like, and that's a great, that would be a great thing for Mark Henry, but they didn't license that. So they came up with a, a, a workaround, shall we say. Um, and I think it works well. Yeah. We've talked previously about, yeah, the John Cena entrance thing being sampled from the um, Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia co- instrumental cover, which is just incredible to go back and, and listen to. It, it puts a completely new spin on that song to me. Well, I mean, speak, speaking of uh, putting spins on songs, uh, LOD, uh, obviously when they come into a uh, business that's making money instead of mm-hmm. losing it, they have to worry about licensing. And uh, they, famously Iron came, Man anymore. they famously came out to Iron Man and NWA. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, actually when Hawk went to ECW, I want to say it was in 94, uh, he actually came out to Iron Man in that one, but anyway, well, ECW famously did not give a crap about no royalties. They, they didn't care, and and the bands couldn't sue them for any money because they didn't have they didn't any. have any. <laughs> so yeah, but joke, like so, jokes I mean, on you, you, you a lot of 
get a lot of really great entrance themes that way, though. I mean, you had RVD with uh, Walk by Pantera, uh, Man in the Box, Tommy Dreamer. Sandman. Um, Inner Sandman, obviously, for Sandman. Um, come out I, I think as far as ECW entrances are concerned, my best, you know, I, I, I'd have to say there's Sandman and then there's everybody else. See, I, um, I put Taz up there. I love War Machine for Taz. This is War Machine. Oh and, my god! I mean, that I'm a great for Taz. I mean, I like that too. But there's Sandman, and then there's everybody else. I, I guess my next one would be Balls Mahoney. I got big balls. Yeah, because oh, well, and I think a lot of that is that you and what you really didn't see back in that day uh, was the crowd singing along to the theme song. Well, yeah, because Chris Jericho invented that. Well, no, Balls Mahoney. Uh, no, no, no. I heard on his podcast, Chris Jericho said he invented it. Yeah, good for him. Judas. That's bullshit. You don't listen to his podcast. But more. Uh, <laughs> I used to. No, but, he, actually, uh, he had a lot of really good, interesting guests on there. Like I told you about that Norman Smiley interview he had uh, some years ago. That was actually really, really good. Yeah, I think he had, uh, I think he just had Goldberg on there last week. Um, week Aww. four or something like that. Yeah, I can safely skip that. I don't know. I, I, no, I like Gold, I like I like Goldberg's interviews. Like when he's just I talking, know. he's he's good. Well, because you can't get kicked in the head by Aaron. So. Uh, go dogs. Um, and Falcons rise up, baby. Mm-hmm. Rise up just to knock you the out. Oh yeah, you can't be let down if you don't rise up first. All right. So speaking of and drinking out of a Falcons cup right now. Well, I hope this it's is whiskey. why this uh, podcast is going so well. Yeah, which is, uh, hope it's whiskey. Um, but oh, yeah. let's also talk about the lost art of the Titan Tron here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much of the in- so so much of a uh, wrestler's entrance is its theme song, but also there are other things at play. There's lighting, uh, mm-hmm. particularly more with the modern era. Uh, there's lighting, and then there's also a uh, a video package uh, that that plays behind them. Nowadays, they've migrated more to just a logo. And they don't have the Titan Tron anymore. It's this big, all big one LCD setup. Um, well, because they do those 3D projection things for the, the TV audience as well. Yeah, they do. They do it for some of them, but they don't do it for everybody. Um, and, I, and I have noticed that the ones that seem to have been there longer that already had a video package, they still play those. Um, you know, Brock still has one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the others but you know roman's got the big 3d gold uh, statue of himself yeah whatever that is um so uh but we we can talk about that i mean it's not that i'm necessarily against the big setup that they have now I don't know, and perhaps it's it's a bit of nostalgia hitting me, but right. I, I like a good video package, and WWE is is the best at doing that. Yeah, um, I've, I've often heard you opine about how you like a good package. Um, the the WWE has been top notch in their production for a long time, and they're they're if there's one part of WWE is probably indispensable for them, it's their production. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where AEW will never come close um, to doing what. No one ever has. Yeah, no one ever has. I mean, WCW hit and miss, hit and miss, but 
mostly miss. Um, yeah. I, I did like the vignettes of the NWO with WCW. That was pretty well done, but well, it's, th- but it, but it was, ra- out, but it though. was, but it was rather simplistic. Well, but I'm saying that's kind of the exception that proves the rule. There were not a lot of those to go around. Um, you know, the Sting, the Crow Sting vignettes were good, and the NWO then early vignettes were good. Um, but I mean, you know, you'd later you'd have things like Seven. Uh, you'd have whatever you know, Diet Sting, Vampiro was supposed to be. Uh, it just it didn't work well often but when it did it worked really well so i will give it that yeah so let's go top five all time i did not do that at all i was just ready for a free one discussion because and again it depends on how you mean it do what which ones are the best songs well favorite favorite like what i just listen to in my downtime or Favorites that I think fit the character the best, or you know, I, that that's so hard to quantify. I will Gun say this to for your head. Terms, what's that? Gun to your head. You picking five? Who you pick? Well, okay, Alberto Del Rio. I that gets caught in my head. I sing that crap all the time, and I do the little hand motion. You know, I loved him. Loved his character. Turned out he's a not a nice person, but uh, heck of a hand wrestling and i loved his character with the whole rodrigo rodriguez uh ricardo rodriguez intro and the you know his gimmick was awesome i just loved it and his music fit that perfectly um we already touched on stone cold with the you know the the glass shattering and when you hear the glass that's your ass it was perfect for its place in time um you know the the Shame at man, here comes the money. Love it. I mean, to this day, <laughs> know most of the words now. Uh yeah, that that was just I don't know, it fits him so well uh that I can't, you know, can't say anything against it. Uh we talked about the free birds of Bad Street USA. Yeah, you know, I, I have to show some love to to the forebearers here. Um and one we we haven't discussed, Booker T kept the same theme for Almost 30 years. I mean, practically the same theme. Uh, so much. I'm a big fan of that one. I remember, you know, coming out, raising the roof, and all that was the TV champion back in like 98. And the, you know, the high top, fade, we talked about it with the Mattel thing, the high top fade um, stash Booker T has a very special place in my heart. Uh, is that five or is that four? I think it's five. Okay. And we'll call it there because, you know, I, you know, there are so many more I could name, but those to me just fit the guy so well. Yeah, um, uh, top five. I mean, number one, LOD, uh, just the and not the uh, Iron Man entrance. I'll, I'm a preference. My preference is LOD WWF early nineties. How's it going? Uh, and uh, I guess next I'm going to go with Ultimate Warrior. Mm. Um, that was yeah. perfect for him. Perfect for him. Got the crowd up. Um, you know that that after that I'm going to go with uh, Vader's WWF theme. Uh, doom doom. 
and uh that one uh that one was pretty good um you you mentioned it but uh, stone cold i mean how do you say no to the glass no. breaking iconic i mean you, you hear the glass perfect. that's your ass you hear the glass that's your ass well you need something that's immediately recognizable for a run-in and he did so many run-ins back in that that time frame i just cannot get any better than that to me and uh man i i'm still a hulkamaniac uh real american give it to I was gonna me say real day. american or american made or which, which uh, give me give me real american um fits him uh that that was originally someone else's thing was it strike force i think yeah yes, i want to say yes, it was it was somebody strike yeah force. something random yeah it was supposed to be somebody else um yeah. if i can give an honorable mention christian's initial theme when he split off from edge the christian christian at last you're on your own i love that whole thing because it just <laughs> it fit him so perfectly and like the curtain of sparks that we uh, later see again with randy orton but I that was the first time we'd seen the, it god the, i love this it. steven regal the william regal he's a man <laughs> yes the greatest gimmick of all time that was terrible oh, the man's man. The man's man. Stephen Regal. Steve Regal. I think they had, Steve Regal they had his vignettes of him like building houses and shit. chopping wood and <laughs> sneering into the camera. Mm. <laughs> Who does a better sneer than William Regal? Come yeah, on. Buddy. Love this Nobody. guy. Nobody, oh, man. But uh, if I had to get an honorable mention to anybody, it's going to be Undertaker. The Oh, yeah. The, the gong, any variation yep. of the gong. But I would say, like, from start to finish, there's probably not a more iconic entrance than uh, Undertaker entering. Well, and that's the one that, you know, the wrestlers talk about. It's like, you know, when you're standing in the ring and you hear that gong and you're standing there watching this, you like, you get, as Dusty would say, it sent a chill down me. And, you know, you get the, you get the goosebumps going. And that's the one that the, the workers always talk about. So, um, yeah, that's definitely got something going for it without question. Uh, Entrance themes you hate. Um, I'll start it off. Sean Michaels. Ahead. Really? Hate it. Really? That almost always, made my Mount Rushmore for my I top five. Always hated that crap. Love it. Love it. Come on. He sings his own entrance. How cocky is that? <laughs> Come on. That's fantastic. I, I just, I, I can't. Oh. Mm, no. Okay. Right. You, it, like especially like if you're trying to do a run in how do you run into oh, oh shit. well that's why they added the do, 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 at the very beginning and again he was not doing the run-ins primarily he was the one being run in upon so you know and, and again i don't know if that's a great metric oh, although i did use it for stone cold but like that does require the sound guy to be in cahoots with the run-in right yeah. But um, but no, I, I like Sean's because it's flashy and flamboyant. All the things he was as the showstopper. So now I, I I'm gonna differ with you there. Uh, one that I did not like, um, Scott Steiner probably just the siren. God, that got irritating quick. Um, oh, if you hear me, yeah, that is. Uh, uh, we hear you. <laughs> no, I can't help but hear you. It's a friggin' fire alarm. So yeah, now I you know as much as we love Scott Steiner and God knows I do, never a fan of that entrance. Um, it's just 
just irritating. Uh, I don't like. I'll say it, this. Didn't really think, care for Billy and Chuck's thing either. But again, that that was yeah, I point. get it. You it went with their thing. Like it. it went with their thing. You're not supposed to like it, but still, it sucked. I hated it. Um, I think it was very good for what it was trying to do. I'll tell you somebody that had a really underrated theme, and that's Iron Sheik, man. I love me Sheik's theme. The WWE. Yeah, that was good. Um, oh, what I didn't like in that same vein, I would say um, Muhammad Hassan. That was that was also intended to be annoying, but it just it worked. Uh, one that I didn't mention that I would like to. Sorry, I know it's a real, and it's also a real song, so it kind of breaks the rule a little bit. But I loved. Um, Bray Wyatt's uh, "Live in Fear" theme. Mm-hmm. The um, yeah, anyway, it's so innocuous sounding, but also has that un- undercurrent of being just really creepy. That it fit his um, cult leader persona so well. So I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, as called, for ones I didn't like, I believe it was called. Uh, well, I think they renamed it "Live Live." It, well, yeah, the original song. Broken out, and broken love. out in love. Yeah, is the original song. Mark um, Crozier. Crozier. Yes, thank you. We um, know entirely too much. <laughs> no, it's a great. But that's a great song. Like I listen. Like you talk about favorite song, favorite wrestling. I will listen to that song by itself, just in a not mm-hmm. wrestling related context. So I really, really like it. Um, but what I didn't like, I would say, probably every theme Jeff Jarrett has ever had. I have hated all of them. My world, my world. All of it. Just like I didn't, did not care for that. Didn't his country singer one was just so generic and bland that I didn't like it. Um, again, we have made our peace with Jeff Jarrett here on the podcast, um, and the world could use more Jeff Jarrett, or the wrestling business in particular. Uh, but I've never been a fan of any of his <laughs> entrance musics. Uh, now that the fact one, remains. I, I did. I did. Yeah, God, that that Nashville, Tennessee crap that he first came in to WWF with. Mm-hmm. Sound. It felt like he was riding a pony. Um, well, it was so slow. It didn't make. I mean, like, ooh, and so just bland, generic country, not good country. But the the one that he had when he had uh, Miss Deborah with him, I like that mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah. That one was all right, but the one that he had in WCW that sounded like a cowboy uh, from Kid Rock, it was just, but yeah. it was just the dun 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 dun. Yeah, it's just that opening riff. And the, no, that was crap. And it was like doom doom doom. And then we also have to remember, that. I didn't watch that live because again, the finger poke of doom was the last live Nitro I watched until the the very last Nitro. So I've seen all that only in retrospect. Um, and they they've and, dubbed, they've dubbed over it now, thing right? That, so I didn't get to hear that uh, quite as I, I have I have heard it by YouTube and other means, but uh, but it's not something that registers with me as a very core memory. Um, I'll say this: I understand what he's going for, and you know my love for Macho Man Randy Savage. The pomp and circumstance is not my favorite, no. frankly. Um, no. Didn't it's, it's just kind of I, mean, I, get, I get why he went with it no but. it's the gorgeous george tie-in i get that he's a huge gorgeous george fan as evidenced by the fact he bought the rights to the name um well, yeah also so and I, it's it's in the public domain so well and it's also he, public domain so you can take it anywhere you can take it anywhere. which is smart 
but at the same time, I was like, eh, it's just not, eh. um, it just doesn't do much for me. Um, trying to think. What about current guys or girls? What do you got? Current, I'll tell you this. I love MJFs. I love MJFs. I can't place it right off. The, I, don't listen, I don't watch AEW enough. That one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I, I like AJ Styles because it caught me off guard so much the first time I heard it. Um, because it starts off that kind of gospely kind of organ mm-hmm. starting off, and then the you know at the Royal Rumble when he debuted, he just said AJ. And was, oh God, he's here! And so it was fantastic. Uh, I, I am so phenomenal. I, I remember yes. that. Yeah, I am phenomenal. Oh my. God. And Abby can tell you, I literally had that look on my face, like, oh, my God, he's here. Um, so that was great. Um, I remember the fact, <laughs> thing, it's, gosh, we need to get some other hobbies. But anyways, uh, yeah, I can definitely, I remember exactly where I was when I, whenever I watched it. I was, uh, I was in law school. It was in my first year. And had a girl over. <laughs> there you go. For, I think it was like second date, so of course we're watching wrestling. <laughs> it was like, Let's well, get that we out either, in front. Yeah. I was like, well, we can either wait until uh, later to go out, or you can come over to the house and watch wrestling with me. Mm-hmm. And she watched wrestling with me. I never saw her again. <laughs> That's a risky run, my friend. Imagine that. That have been what 2015. Yeah. Yeah. So I was at uh, living on Saint Simon's. Abby and I were dating. Uh, we've been dating for, I guess, a year and a half, almost two years at that point. Um, so yeah, she was well aware of the wrestling, and but I remember watching that Rumble and just freaking out that AJ Styles was finally here. Um, actually, I really liked his TNA music as well, the "You Are You Are I Am I Am" music. But uh, the current guys, um, Man, I like Cody's as well. Um, it sounds too much like Seth Rollins to me. I mean, like there's too many woes. There's too many woe songs in wrestling these days. Well, Cody had his first, so mm, I go with Cody. And uh, um, I don't know. I think right. you know. Really, there's yeah. there's not a whole lot of new people that I just hate. Um. Well, nothing, I think here's the problem. Both as musics and as performers, nothing is standing out to me. And that, that's kind of a metaphor for, for the business in general. Well, and, and I mean, I guess, yeah, you know, I've always been partial to Brock's music. Um, well, yeah, but I mean, is that current? I think He's it fits him. For 20 years. Yeah, and I think it fits him. Um, it is great. Yeah, is this great impending doom? Literally sounds like a dum, sounds like a dum, warthog. Dum, dum. Sounds yeah. like a warthog at first. Yeah, it's gonna whoop your ass. I mean, yeah, I, Randy still has a good entrance music. Shout out to Carl. Um, although I'm a more of a burning burning my light guy uh, for for my Randy Orton themes. Um, yeah, the songs. I mean, you know. But again, that's a real song that's existed for. 40 years at this point or 30 years at this point. Um, it is great. Don't get me wrong. It is fantastic. Uh, I would say the same thing about jungle boy with Baltimore. Um, I have a confession to make. I had not heard. I had not heard that song until jungle boy. 
Well, I have a confession, right? My sister is 17 and a half years older than that than I am, so I had. Um, <laughs> so she was in high school in the 80s. So yes, I'd very much heard that song before. Um, Jungle uh, yeah, that, that one's as far jumping out of nothing. Like Tarzan boy. There you go. That's for you. Take that with you. Um Yeah, I, I think current current people, I mean, it's like you said, not a whole lot really stands out. Yeah, and actually part of the reason that I like MJFs is because it's not a regular song. He mm-hmm. had it made. Right. Um, so I kind of like that. Of course, I, I love the, I love his whole game. I love everything about the guy. Um, oh, MJF is the best thing in wrestling th- today. I mean, he gets it. Salt of the earth. Salt of the earth is MJF. He is a, he is a, he is wise beyond his years. It, uh, prodigy. Uh, it was the word I was going to use. So yeah. So psychosomatic addict insane. Um, yeah, no, re- you know, I remember when we first started watching MJF on AEW, because that's the first time I'd really encountered him. I'd not seen his previous work on MLW because I'm a person that exists. Um, and Abby's like, who is he trying to be? Like, who is he? I was like, well, first of all, I think he's himself, but well, who he reminds me of is Gino Hernandez. Like that's to me is yep. what MJF is. It's funny you said that because gone. that is the first person I thought of. I was like, this is the second coming of Gino. Yeah. This absolutely. is what we should have gotten out of Gino. Yeah, I I equate because a lot of people I've heard people say Roddy Piper. Eh, okay, yeah, I get that, but Roddy wasn't about his nice clothes and this and that. And I'm better than you, blah blah blah. That is to me that's straight up and down, Gina Gina Hernandez, and I could not be more here for it. I've always thought two guys that need to be more um, copied than they are, Gino and then Nick Bockwinkel. Like I would love to see that sort of cerebral uh, villain. You know, I don't think we really have had that in wrestling for a long time. I would like to see someone with sort of a, a Nick Bockwinkle kind of um, intelligence and edge to them. But, yeah, I, if I had to compare MJF to anybody, it would be Gina Hernandez. And more thrilled about that, I could not be, because that's a great one to, to model yourself on as a heel. Well, uh, I'll give a couple of uh, underrated entrances right here that, People don't really think about. I wish you would. Uh, tugboats. Um, Tugboat. His nice. his his little. You know. Yeah. Uh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Anyways, um, I, I like. I got a lot of time for tugboat. Um, speaking of tugboat, and I know it's rather simplistic, but I really like earthquakes. Um, and all yeah. it is is just a sound of an earthquake and sounds like somebody walking. Um, but it he timed his uh, he timed his walk seemed to have timed his walk with the with the sound of with the, the music. Beat. Yeah. So, um, to that extent, and I'll admit, I've got the Dungeon of Doom's theme on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I, I mean, fantastic. I don't know what it is about the Dungeons and Dungeons. I guess because I was, I don't know, seven or eight whenever they were uh, somewhat relevant. So, you know, the the fact that this 
you know, I'll go back and watch it. I was like, this is silly, but back, you know, seven, eight year old Ryan over here watching this and mm-hmm. Taskmaster looked creepy. The the master was just scary. King Curtis, yeah. And uh and the theme song, God, whenever uh, Paul White shows up. Yeah, just a whole lot of bad things happening right there. So the uh, the theme song and Jimmy Hart wasn't helping matters because uh, <laughs> he was scary on his own. And uh, yeah, so I, I'll I will go ahead and admit that I've got that on my phone. So I, I guess that means I I must like. Maybe it. it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, theme song. Yeah, and, you know, and I've got one of those as well. Um, Repo as a guilty- Man. I don't know what it, what it was about those about those early theme songs, but a lot of times they would say their name at the beginning of it. It's like yeah, super 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 fly. Repo. My name is Finley, and I like to fight. Booger. Bastion Booger. Now, my, my guilty pleasure one would probably be the uh, NWO Wolfpack theme. Oh, it. Sea Murder, I think, was the guy that, that did that track. Uh, I unironically loved that when I was in high school. Um, so, yeah. Was that not cool Master P? No, no, no. no, no, no. So was, I want to say Sea Murder was the, the name of that guy. Hey, well, okay. So, Sea Murder is Master P's brother. Is he? Yeah. It's the same person? Well, no, they're they're brothers. No, they're brothers. I don't know. I don't twenty three and me these people. I don't well, know. I was a big C murder fan, and uh, he he actually, uh, well, he actually ended up murdering somebody. And well, so. I mean, it's nice to live up your name. I mean, if if in, you know, if the Canadian Chris, crippler Chris Benoit didn't cripple a few folks, then you know, what would be the point? Well, um, D Generation X love that theme because uh, I think it fit for you know for. Generation X. I mean, that that was a very um, Rage Against the Machine, Gen X-y kind of a feel. Uh, big, big, big fan of that. Uh, for folks we haven't mentioned, I like the um, the Sting version that I like is the Seek and Destroy. For an interest theme, I like it. The Crow Sing music was good for vignettes, but for an actual entrance, I really like the Seek and Destroy Sting music. Yeah, we talked about Booker T. Um, Christian Cage has had several good ones. Or Christian, uh, he's had you know the one we talked about that last year on your I think, own. I which think I really Sting loved. Sting may have his best entrance music with AEW right now. He might, yeah, that's good. That is good. Um, yeah, we talked about um, Christian's last year on your own. I liked his TNA theme, the uh, Evanescence, holding my last breath, instrumental. Um, which is kind of seems like an odd choice on the surface, but it worked out really well. That sounds good. Um, we, you and I have talked about it a lot on this program. Uh, the, the brood, uh, entrance, uh, is just nice and atmospheric and creepy, uh, especially paired with that ring of fire entrance, you know, to your point, it's kind of a whole presentation. Um, so yeah, I, I Oh God, we haven't talked about the brood yet. Gosh, love the brood yeah let me go ahead and put let me let me knock off uh, uh somebody on that top five and put the brood in there there you go but uh yeah gosh big fan of the brood um yeah uh, you, dracula think... you fat bastard uh, here's what it, 
since you since you have reawakened me to that quote, here's what I need. I need a streaming series of a Bob Holly vampire hunter. Like I want <laughs> Bob Holly facing the various horrors of the the folklore catalog and just not being scared of them. And in fact, making fun of them to their face and challenging them to weigh themselves or, or you know, measure their height or whatever he may may have to do. I want no nonsense country sense Bob Holly facing off against Dracula, uh, Frankenstein's monster, the Wolfman. You know, I, I want Bob Holly versus the monsters. I want that to be a streaming service it's, or a it's, cinematic it's universe. Bad. It's I too mean, bad that Crash is no longer with us because you took the wrong one, Lord. You that, took that the wrong one. That would have been, but yeah, a wonderful Abbott and Costello. <laughs> no, 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 I, no, I want him to play it completely straight. Abbott and Costello, nothing. I want him to challenge well, the, the Wolfman the to a is, fight. You know, How about you, Drac uh, Wolfman? You hairy bastard! <laughs> you and me go five rounds. It's just like I got an idea. What, you think I'm scared of you, you dirty-ass dog? Come on. You flea-bitten moron? <laughs> I want that. I want that so bad now. We need to reach out to Bob and see if he wants to come on the show. Sure. we can. I can send him a, a box of, uh, you know, Krispy Kremes, let's say. I don't know. We can probably afford it. We can probably swing that on our budget. Got this little hammer thing he can have. I mean, they won't be hot and fresh. I mean, we ain't got that kind of money. But, you know, from the, the gas station one's definitely. Yeah. Well, all right, J.D. I think we've uh, rambled on to a point where I think we've <laughs> thoroughly either confused everybody or, or perhaps we've entertained them. I certainly hope we've done that. I suggest you drink heavily during this podcast. Yeah. this God one, knows uh, I did. This one was free, sort of freewheeling. And made a little bit more difficult uh, that we can't play music on. So we'll go back to the drawing board on that and figure something out for next week. Um, JD, you got well, you he threatened us with uh, backlash uh, 2006, right? So uh, I'm just saying, thou shall not let's tip do it. the Lord. Let's do it. I'm good. Let's do it. All right, let's do backlash 2006 because I want to see what God can do in the ring. There you go. Who do who do be? But uh, anyways, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook at Army of Smartness, and of course, Army of Smartness at gmail.com. Give us those five-star reviews. Let us know how you're thinking, what you're thinking, and where you're thinking. Um, JD, if there's nothing else, I will bid our listening audience adieu. I do.